you remember many of the signs or miracles, if you want, that Christ uh, performed in his public ministry. Many of them, if not all of them, were done out of the faith of the individuals. You remember the woman with the issue of blood for uh, 12 years? And you remember other people like that woman who said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment. And many other people who express faith. Uh, another example is uh, the centurion in Matthew chapter 8. That man said, I'm not worthy to have you come to my house. Just say only the word. That is a strong uh, expression of faith. So we are given another example of this woman a Syrophoenician, that is, she was a Gentile. At that time, you remember the Jews and the Gentiles, you know, salvation or the message is specifically meant for the Jews first, meant for the Jews first before extending to others. But here is a woman uh, who expressed a great faith, believing in the salvation, and also, Mark and other uh, evangelists like, like Matthew, Luke, and John, you will see intentional uh, universalism, that is the kingdom or the message of Christ's healing ministry is one that goes beyond just the Jews, but it's a ministry for everyone. That is what you call uh, inclusive theology. That is, everyone is part of this uh, healing ministry of Christ, or salvation in general. So uh, one thing that stands out in the life of this woman is, again, faith. Faith that even uh, I will get what I'm looking for by, you know, being persistent. You know, you can imagine the kind of talk, or she was talked down on or maybe degraded, but she did not give up. That's a good example for us to persist. Even, you know, whatever it is we are still of the Lord for many years or for how long, to persist in our faith, knowing that God is always there to answer us. But he first wants us to express that uh, belief, that strong testament that uh, he is there to journey with us. And that same faith you know, you see in the lives of all the saints, especially some of these uh, middle or medieval saints, like St. Scholastica that we celebrate today, the twin sister of St. Benedict, you know, both of them came from a noble family, and they left all of those things just to be with Christ. If you want to know so much about the life of St. Scholastica, uh, St. Gregory the Great recorded you know, most of the things that we know about Scholastica in his dialogue. So there he tells us a little bit about the life of Scholastica, one who delights in spiritual things. You know, he used, she used to visit uh, her brother once a year, once a year, and they would be outside of the cell. You know, in the monastery, you, you don't go inside where the monks or the nuns live. So usually, uh, on any visit, uh, Benedict uh, will be out of the cell somewhere, and then they will be discussing about spirituals. And uh, it happened that 
in one of the occasions, uh, she asked Benedict to stay with her so they can go on and on all through the night. But uh, Benedict uh, refused, but she prayed to God and God answered her prayer and it rained so heavily that Benedict could not uh, make it back to the stairs. So they were there all through the night discussing the things of the spiritual along with other monks. So the next day, Benedict was also given the vision of seeing her sister's soul living like a dove going into heaven. And you know, with that, after three days, Scholastica died, a natural death. And Benedict laid her in the tomb he made for himself. Same place is where Benedict was buried. So the twins, the twins brother and sister, buried in the same place. Uh, so united, not only in life, but also in death, and also in the things of the spiritual, which is what I wanted us just to highlight. Whether it is a brother or a sister or a friend or a companion or a partner, so we can always delight in the things of the spiritual. You see example of Solomon at a point, especially in his old age, uh, he <clears throat> did not delight in the things of the spiritual or in the things of God. We see how he went out of the covenant. And because of his unfaithfulness, many generations after him suffered his uh, downfall. At the end of the reading, you will hear, I will take away the whole kingdom, but I will leave one for your sons. That is, uh, begins to give you the idea of the divided kingdom you know, um, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom will be divided because of this unfaithfulness or not being faithful to the covenant already started in Solomon. All other kings after him, some even were worse than Solomon and some were tried a little bit to be faithful to the covenant. But in the end, we see the Babylonian exile and the remnants who came back to rebuild the temple of Jerusalem. But what is there for us to know is that uh, the moment we stop delighting in the things of God or in the things of the spiritual, that is where um, we begin to lose not only our faith, but also uh, other consequences that we may suffer or those uh, coming after us may suffer. We pray in this Mass that we welcome the word of God planted in us, words that are able to save our soul, and pray that the Lord will continue to favor us, that is to grant us uh, his healing grace, just like this woman. Today we pray for all of those going through any storms of life, because then Scholastica is the, the patron uh, of the storm, and storm is not only like in her life history, you know, she prayed and it rained heavily. But today we can contextualize storms to mean many things so that those going through any storm or storms of life, that through the intercession of distance, God will bring comfort and also uh, bring people of goodwill who we show compassion and also journey with these persons along the way of life. May this be our prayer this morning through Christ our Lord. Amen. 
we remember our school, St. Scholastic, and all the students who uh, go to that school for mercy and grace.